Alright, we're going to go ahead and do this. Welcome, and thanks for tuning in to Mortal Lives' first ever live kind of Facebook event. Now granted, Mortal Life, for those of you who don't know, happens twice a month um, locally in Breckenridge, Colorado. So normally it's a live talk, and it's a group of people, and I can feed off of that energy, and I can see if my jokes bomb, or if people actually laugh. Um, I actually know where to look, and I can look people in the eye. Right now, this is the hardest thing in the world to do, is just to look at the camera at the top of my laptop, and not to look down like this at myself. So I don't know if this looks better or this looks better, guys, but I'll just go with one or the other for most of the time. Anyway, thanks again for tuning in. I do have Anne standing by. She's back over here, and she's got the comments coming. She's going to do all of the keyboarding strokes, be looking at the comments you guys make. She's going to feed me some stuff if she feels like it's relevant. Um, if I need to pay attention, sometimes I'll look down as well. But again, I'm really stoked to be able to offer this um, to all of you guys. So, so first of all, like chances are good if you're tuning in, you know me somehow. Maybe you know Anne, so you know me. Maybe you're a Sky alumni. Maybe you grew up in my hometown. Maybe you're a regular attender of More to Life. Or maybe you just got invited by someone else tonight. Regardless, I wanted to let you guys know what More to Life is. It's a nonprofit, but it functions in Breckenridge, Colorado. And my wife and I wanted to create something that could create space for people to slow down, um, show up, and connect with others, and also reflect and adventure inward. That's our motto, adventure inward. Um, we all know that being healthy is, is a very important thing, but there's this aspect of health that's all-encompassing, and it's whole, and it's total. And so that involves your spiritual side, that involves your mental side, mental health, that involves your physical health. It's all of that together. And so we wanted to address what we feel like gets neglected the most, which is that adventure inward. And so that's kind of what More to Life is. We've got this meeting that takes place twice a month, and we put all of our talks on Apple Podcasts. So if you go to Apple Podcasts and you look up Adventure to Life, Adventure Inward, um, more to life, adventure inward. It's right there, and you can check out any of our old past talks. I think there's like at least 50 or 60 of them on there. So you can check those out as well. But we're hopefully going to be doing this um, cool new setting every week um, for who knows how long. So we'll see what happens, right? <laughs> I'm looking at Ann back there. Anyway, I'm excited to get this going. Um, I just wanted to let you guys know that last week, ish, I guess, as last week ish unfolded, I got bombarded by so many texts and so many emails and any, anybody who had my, um, my email basically sent me something and told me what their response to what was happening was going to be and how they cared for me and what was going on. And honestly, last week I, I was kind of hesitant to send anything out for more to life to anyone or to do anything simply because I felt like last week was simply so heavy. And I'm sitting here tonight simply because I'm hoping to bring a sense of lightness back. Now, I don't want to diminish anything that's happening in the world, anything that's going on, any struggles that are taking place, anybody who's fighting to live, any of that. But... As I went through an experience last week, 
And I felt that heaviness in my heart and on my mind and in myself. I just kept contemplating, so what is more to life's role in all of this? How can I take whatever I was doing, what Anne was doing, this more to life gift to our local community, and how could we present this in a way that uses our talents and uses what we do best? And this is kind of where we landed with it, okay? What's going to happen here tonight? So I wanted to talk just about that with you just briefly because I've pondered, I've prayed, and here's where I ended up, okay? So in the last week, I've taken at least one walk a day outside, regardless. And it's been pretty beautiful weather for Breckenridge, Colorado. It's been pretty sunny, pretty warm. We've had some snowy days for sure, and it still went out. But I wish that all of you could have went on a walk with my wife through our neighborhood on a Wellington neighborhood walk, keeping distance, of course, but this is a neighborhood of locals, and so people are out, and as I was walking around, less and less people were on their phones, and more and more people had their heads up, and they were engaged, and they were looking around, and they were actually like trying to talk to people from a distance, you know, someone would be out on their front porch, and someone would be out on the road, and they would be having this conversation, But walking through the neighborhood with Anne is something extra special because Anne works as the admin secretary at Breckenridge Elementary, which means she knows every kid at that school. And the kids in this neighborhood go to her school. And so when I'm out on these walks with Anne and kids are out riding their bikes and they're doing their things and they're playing in the snow in the yards and and building snow caves and doing all of that kind of stuff, they'll look up. And they see Anne, and they smile, and they light up with this energy, and they say, Miss Anne! Hi, Miss Anne! And Anne immediately looks back. She reflects everything that they just sent her way, you know? Like, all of a sudden, she lights up, she smiles, and she engages them, and she uses their name. And she says, oh my gosh, isn't it so wonderful out, Tommy? Oh, I really like your hat. Or she says, what are you doing? Are you crazy? Why are you wearing shorts? It's like 32 degrees outside. What are you, you know? And there's this moment of engagement that occurred. And me just being the, you know, person on the side, the wallflower, they don't know me. It's like I'm walking with a celebrity through the Wellington neighborhood when I'm with Anne. All these kids light up and she lights up and there's this exchange of energy and love and respect and connection There's this engagement, and just in those moments, I mean, kids are so great at that. Whether or not they're being sheltered from what's happening by a parent, or they're just caught up in the moment, seeing the person in front of them that brings them joy and brings a smile to their face. I swear, it's those small moments that lift us up. I love going on walks with her when all the kids can shout out her name and she can shout back to them, and they can have those moments. I come back... And somehow I'm filled with something extraordinary inside. My heart doesn't feel quite as heavy. So, those brief moments of normalcy, those moments that lift us up, those exchanges that express the worth and meaning of who it is we really are, even in the midst of all of this, that remind us, hey, we are human beings. That remind us, hey, we should connect. And we should exchange these words. 
Those moments that pull us into the extreme present, the right here, the now. That's what I felt like more life can offer. That's what we can still do. That's what I feel like I can offer on a weekly basis. So here we are tonight. We're in this moment, this exchange, this interaction, this connection. And the first thing I wanted to do was just say hi to all of you with my silly wave. I've talked about that at other More to Life nights, but hey, hi guys. Like, this is still happening, you know? We're still in this all together. I want to be able to offer you hope. I also want to hopefully spark some inspiration, some encouragement about being human, and how to continue seeing the more to life in this gift of life that we've been given, that we're still experiencing, that we're still in right now, and especially right now, how can we encourage one another to see, embrace, and experience the more to life? Now, it was just a couple nights ago. Ann and I were going to bed. We had a laptop in bed. We're doing that whole thing. And one of my friends, my dear friends, his name is Mark Morling. If you want to look him up on Facebook, he's been playing guitar in Seattle, Washington. And I'm telling you what, he's gifted. He's great. He's amazing. I used to play on the ferry ride with this guy. I would pull out my djembe drums and we would travel from one point to the next and we would just offer people the gift of music. Um, And sometimes people would give us money and that was cool too because we were young and we needed it. Um, And we would take people out to dinner afterwards. But Mark Morling was playing guitar and Ann was like, how cool is this? He was doing it live and he gave a shout out to me and Ann because he played a song that night that he played at our wedding almost 20 years ago. And it was a really cool song. And, and we got to like give a little shout out to him and provide in the comments. But that got me to thinking about Mark Morling. And I had this story come up into my mind that I haven't told anyone for a very long time, I think. And it's all about Mark Morling's wedding. Because Mark got married um, out in Seattle, Washington. And we traveled out there to go to his wedding, and so did a lot of our close friends. And so we went out early because he was kind of doing the bachelor party thing, and so we went, like, go-kart racing and all this kind of stuff, all these guys. And some of us were meeting for the first time, but some of us knew each other, okay? And so we stay out late, and we go, like, out hanging out, and we end up coming back to, I can't remember if it was Mark's place at the time or a friend's place, but anyway, it's this older apartment complex in Seattle, Washington. And I would say there were probably eight to 10 of us guys that squeezed in what felt like a five person elevator. What's interesting was we were only going up one floor. So (laughs) I don't know why we all crammed in there, but we did. And we got into the elevator and while we're in there, I'm like closest to the buttons. And I think I pushed like two And so we're going up, and one of my other friends, James Cutnow, is standing right next to me. And we both felt the elevator start to go, and then it stopped. And it just kept going. All the other guys were talking. They're laughing in the elevator. They have no clue what's going on. And I look at James. James looks at me, and I go, did that – did it just stop moving? He goes, I think so. And then we push the button a couple more times. You're hoping that something will kick in. And sure enough, the elevator – 
has stopped moving. It's about 1.30 a.m. We're in this super small apartment complex, and we're stuck in this old ghetto elevator. And immediately, James and I both look kind of at cell phones, and we're like, no signals. And so we kind of talk amongst one another, and we settle into our roles. And James starts trying to think and brainstorm, what are we going to do? How are we going to get out of here? A lot of the other guys haven't noticed yet. And then I kind of bring it up in this light kind of way. You know, there was a couple of guys in the elevator we were a little bit worried about because we were all standing pretty close. Again, we're kind of crammed in there. And who knows what people are going to do when they hear an elevator stuck and you don't even have room to kind of like move around and space out. So anyway, I start doing my thing and I start trying to lighten the mood and to bring this idea of like, hey, guys, you know, it's okay. Does Does anybody happen to have service like on their cell phones? We're all holding cell phones up in the corners of the room and we're trying to like put them up and nobody really has any bars. And then, so we start going through all the movies we've ever seen and people are like, oh, Phil, you're light, you're small, you're skinny. Like, why don't you go through the, you know, the, the escape door up here, the thing. And like, we pound around up there and that doesn't exist. So I'm not going anywhere. We try and pry the door open. That doesn't work. So then... I keep telling stories and I do my thing and I just keep trying to lighten the mood and keep people focused, you know? And eventually we called, we were able to call 911 and like someone did have a couple of bars and we got through all together. We spent about 45 minutes in that elevator and I turned on and I, and I tried my best to provide hope, (laughs) right? That this too shall pass and that we will see outside of this elevator eventually and we did because a whole team of firefighters came and rescued us then pried the doors open and pulled us out one by one and it's a story that I can stand here now and laugh about and tell you all about and the reason I bring it up is simply because I my mind went to Mark Morling it went to that moment of being stuck in this elevator for 45 minutes and I just remember we were young Everything was up, everything was hopeful, everything was forward, and then we were trapped inside an elevator, and we didn't know what to do. And I slipped into that role. And again, what I'm hoping to do through these times now with all of you and here, and even if we branch out and we do some other things and we connect in other ways, great. But I want these moments to kind of bring some lightness to the heaviness that you might be feeling, to the heaviness that might exist. If, if you can carve out a moment, some space in your week just to experience some temporary lightness, some temporary encouragement that indeed there is hope and that we're in this together and we will come through this together and we will still be together. So yeah, I mean, right now, this, this is different for sure. Like, I miss your faces. I miss feeding off of your energy. But we still need a space that can lift us up, to nudge us, to encourage us, to remind us that we've still got to live and love people fully. And what can that look like right now? And perhaps you need some stories of encouragement to remember and rediscover together what it means to be human, how to push ourselves in creative ways to connect and to bring life to ourselves, and to others around us who are still 
in our lives, especially through this kind of tough, tough time. Now, I do have another story that I wanted to tell because it came back from um, my college days, and it was with Anne. And I've told it before in More to Life, so I'm sorry if I'm boring you with this, but there was this one point. I had this huge, obnoxious watch when I was in college. It was orange, had a huge white face on it, and I'm the kind of person, I don't know, I grew up in the Midwest, so it's kind of like you show up early to things, you're on time. That's kind of like this respect thing that we give one another. And I swear, um, there was this moment when Ann ended up down by this lake during college, and I had several other things to do, and we were juggling, we were trying to move out of college on that day. It was like near the end um, of the year, and I showed up, And I spent, I don't know, like 45 minutes to an hour down there with her. And it came up later on in our relationship that that was this really meaningful time to her. And I didn't really know that. And I asked her why. And she said, because when you were with me down there and we talked, she said, I knew that you had a thousand other places to be, other people to talk with, other people to meet with. But when you were with me down there, you didn't look at your watch a single time and I felt like you were completely present and you were completely there with me in that moment so now I want to segue into time because I think there's a lot of us right now that have a lot of time on our hands (laughs) and I feel like a lot of times I look at time and I feel like it's this thief I feel like it's just passing so fast and it's just stripping me of moments that that I want to hang on to and, but right now, I'm like in no rush at all, I swear. Like there was a talk, I don't know, within the last three months that we did in More to Life that was like, why the hurry? Like, why the hurry? Why do you type in a location on your phone in Waze or Maps or whatever, and you try and shave off minutes? So you can reclaim those minutes at the end of the day to do what on the internet, right? Like, or it's the ATM race that's depicted in Seinfeld when you're like punching in things, trying to beat the person next to you or who knows what, but we're all trying to like rush through our days. And I feel like I am certainly guilty of that. Like I'm guilty of that around my house when I'm just doing chores. It's like, get the laundry done, multitask, do as much as you can at once because there's just not enough time in the day. And so circling back around here now, I haven't been in a rush for about a week. (laughs) In fact, even today, I was like, dude, slow down. If you get this done too fast, I mean, you won't know what to do next. And so it's like this open schedule sort of, even though we've created one here at our house. Got to keep those boys, you know, busy. But it's also this, this idea of, like, we have some time now. So before, you had this idea that, like, I have to finish things fast. There's not enough time. And you might even have caught yourself saying, I can't waste time doing that thing. Doing that thing that might bring you life. Doing that thing that might help you adventure inward. Doing that thing that actually might be what you need. And so you pushed it aside and you said, no, I don't have time for that. But now you have space, and now you have time. And maybe that is one of those things that can help fill you up and make things lighter. You know, I I remember being at college too. I came out of my dorm one time. It was in the fall. 
And I don't know why, but I was kind of that guy sometimes. And, and I just thought, man, you know what I've never done? I've never, ever, ever caught a leaf as it was falling from the tree to the ground during the season of fall. And I, and I coined it like the virgin leaf. It's never like touched the ground. Like it's always been on a branch and it's never hit the ground. And so here we go. I want to catch a leaf. And I talked to some of my friends into skipping class and we spent like an hour sitting under this tree. Mark was probably there playing his guitar and James was probably, I mean, like we were there and we were trying to catch these leaves as they fell. And each one of us, before we gave up, had caught a leaf as it fell from a tree. Now, as weird as that might seem, it was such a fun connection. It was such an interesting thing to do. It could have been a complete waste of time had we had something more important to do, like classes. But, you know, you can give those up sometimes. And so we were catching these leaves and creating these memories and creating this moment. Now, the last Mortal Life we did, I actually had a list of things that you were supposed to do before you turned um, 12. And, and I actually wrote some of these down for you guys. These are some things I think that you can do that won't be a waste of your time, but they're creative things that you can actually do now because you might have some space. Right? So, over the next few weeks, find the Big Dipper if you've never found the Big Dipper. These are off of the Do Before You Turn 12 list. Um, Find shapes and clouds. Sit outside and look at the clouds and take in how beautiful they are and what they do for us and find some shapes. Um, Go bird watching. The birds are out here, and I can't believe it. I walked past someone um, who's got a bunch of feeders in their yard, and it was pretty incredible to just hear them chirping and playing their music and doing their thing. Find a walking stick. This one is one that I'm going to make my family do. We're going to bury a time capsule. We're going to take the time to do that. Like, when would you ever say, oh, I've just got tons of time right now, and I'm just going to create a time capsule and bury that thing. But do it. We have some time. Lighten that space for yourself. Find a four-leaf clover if you don't live in Breckenridge, Colorado, and you have clovers out in your yard. Find a four-leaf clover. This is another good one. Watch the sunrise and watch the sunset. When was the last time you made the time to soak in that kind of beauty and engage that moment and take it all in? Tell stories. This was like originally tell stories around the campfire, but I thought maybe you should just tell some of your favorite stories to another person. Whether or not you're connecting on Zoom, you're doing a phone call, a FaceTime, whatever it is, if you can do it in your family, do that and tell some stories and strike up some memories. Build a snowman, make a crayon leaf rubbing, spot a shooting star, sit out long enough until you see one and you can find one. Make a pine cone bird feeder, build a snow cave, pitch a tent in the yard. Last one on my list is be bored and just see what happens when you get creative and you kind of have that space for your head and your heart. Today, my family went out and we played Foursquare. We took some tape. We had some areas that we had shoveled off and they're all like melted now. And then we put it down and we just played some Foursquare together to lighten the mood and have that time spent well. Not time wasted anymore. It's time spent well. You're able to slow down. You're able to engage. You're able to do something that you wouldn't normally do, right? One of the things that I've been passing by in my house, it's right over here, it's the refrigerator. And hanging on our refrigerator are a ton of photos. Lots and lots of photos. Now, if you're like me, 
you've got a lot and a lot of photos on your phone as well. Maybe you can take some time to sit down and go through these photos. And you can organize them into albums of good moments and ways that you can like go in and engage those people. Maybe you've got a printer and you can actually print some of those photos up and you can make a photo wall of family and friends and dear ones that you miss. And you can put that up. You can even get onto Shutterfly and make a photo book. But this is going to be time well spent. This is going to be an adventure inward that engages your heart and your mind in a very, very positive and beneficial way that can lift you up and bring you life in these moments. I had this friend at college, um, Jeff Miller, and he married Megan Chalk. She became Megan Miller. And Ann and I went back to visit them, and we stepped into their house. And it was so funny because they had these picture frames on the wall, and we were like, who are these people? Like, do you remember this? Like, who are these people? And she was like, oh, we don't know. Those just came with the photo frames. Like, we haven't had time to put people in them. Maybe... You can take some time and you can dig through some photos, even some old photo books. Maybe you can pull out some old videos. Maybe you can take the time to relive and re-experience some of those moments that bring you joy and remind you of the people that you love and that are dear and important to your life. I know that that would be an extremely special time for myself. So it's all about time spent well. Not time wasted, because a lot of us have the gift of time right now. You no longer have to do what I do, you know what I mean? Um, Sit on the toilet and brush your teeth at the same time. A little TMI, but you don't have to do that. We've got some time. So open up and experience that, which you might have thought was a waste, which you might have thought you didn't have time for. Maybe you do now, and maybe those things can bring you life. I'm personally doing at least one walk in the Wellington neighborhood. It's better if I go with Ian because you get to engage some kids and see some faces and experience those moments. But I definitely take walks by myself as well where I listen to music that my family suggests like Silas or even my mom and my sister. Um, I also take those walks and meditate and pray and just have some space to do so because I can right now. The other thing is I'm hoping to read a couple of books. I've got them right back here for you. Uh, I'm still reading this book, and I'm going to send this out an email for you guys, but it's the Book of Joy. Dalai Lama, Desmond Tutu, the Book of Joy. Hoping to finish this one. And this is a good book for right now, the Book of Joy, to bring yourself up a little bit. And then I'm also reading this other book called Mindful Silence, um, The Heart of Christian Contemplation. It's pretty cool. Um, This is just some kind of disciplines that you can go through of contemplation that can maybe help you. And then I've got this other book that I'm using every day. And this is small enough that I can take it with me wherever I go. And I've got pages in here where I try and write down 10 things that I'm thankful for. 10 things throughout my day that I can practice gratitude toward. Um, Like here it said... This was starting back in February, but uh, number one was the sun (laughs) on my face. Um, One was a kiss from Anne, a concert with my oldest son, um, a nice hot shower, right? Bean sprouts, because I haven't had them in so long. (laughs) Different things like that, but a way to practice gratitude and just lift yourself up on these days. It's pretty important. 
One thing I wanted to throw out there too, I just want to let you know I am watching some Netflix. I am, I am. And one of the things that I just found that kind of made me smile and I felt kind of was engaging a little bit was the 100 humans on Netflix. It's really ridiculous scientific tests that they do on 100 people. There's about seven or eight episodes. They're pretty funny, um, lighthearted, and kind of, uh, I don't know, like in, in, engaging in a way like with your brain. I thought it was pretty like intriguing stuff, to be honest. I thought it was hilarious. Um, so you can check that out. And then one other thing I did want to mention was I haven't watched the new Oprah thing, but... Um, Oprah and Deepak, I did get a message and I've got it on my phone, are doing this 21 um, days of meditation experience and it's free and you can get it on your phone as an app and they will send you reminders to meditate on that day. And what's great about this is it's specific to right now and you're meditating with other people for 21 days through this time period. And I find that kind of collectiveness encouraging, right? To know that you're doing it with other people. So perhaps that's something that would fit you. If you want to do that, just check it out. Just Google Oprah Deepak meditation experience, you know, 21 days. Um, Maybe get that on your phone. You can know that I'll be doing it with you. I think it's pretty cool. So those are just a few other things that I thought I would throw your way that maybe like would encourage you. Maybe you can connect to. Maybe they'll help lighten some of the heaviness that you feel. And that I felt for sure. I'm definitely in a much better place this week, I think. And um, I'm hoping that we can do this like once a week and share some stories. And maybe they have a point and, and maybe they don't. Maybe they're just to laugh and maybe they're just to smile a little bit. But again, we're in this together. We're in it together. And this too shall pass. And we can send good vibes and we can send prayers and we can laugh and we can smile and we can remind one another that we're human and we can still love and we can still live fully. And so it's my hope. You guys can comment. You can send questions. You can send all kinds of things. I'm going to look at Anne here in a moment and see if there's anything I need to respond to. But I would love to create a space where we can connect And you can just carve out 30 minutes, 45 minutes to reflect, to adventure inward, and to be encouraged that you can do this, that we can get through this, that there's another day, and there are things to be grateful for, and there's love to be experienced and shared. And we can do that with and for one another and bring a whole lot of life and a whole lot of lightness to a very heavy moment in our world. So, I don't know. I mean, until next time, all I'm thinking is I'm going to wish you guys health. I'm going to wish you guys safety. And I'm going to wish you guys even more important, the gift of being able to embrace and uncover the more of life that's present, especially right now, especially right now in our lives. That is present always, always. All right? So health, safety, peace, grace, all of the love in the world, my heart to yours. We will more than likely be again here next Tuesday, and I'm hopefully going to send out an email at the end of this week that includes this as a podcast, because I'm recording it right now for people who couldn't 
and don't have Facebook. And I get it. Some people need to delete Facebook right now and keep it out of their mind. And that's okay. So we're putting it out as a podcast. If you guys want to click click over to the podcast, subscribe to that, review it, do that kind of stuff, like the Facebook page so you're notified if we ever do some more live moments that aren't planned. But you can plan on next Tuesday, 7 p.m., Mountain Standard Time. I'm not cutting my hair through this whole time. I'm just going to let it grow. We're going to let the beard grow. You guys can see the magic of the fill beard, how big it's going to be by next Tuesday. So take all of that. In. But we love you guys. We miss comments. you. Yeah, Anne's got some comments. She wants to say something. Hang on. No, I don't want to. I'm oh. telling you what people are saying. Oh, yeah. Tell me comments. I want to know. Says we love Phil. Holly Redmond says this is the happiest moment of my day. Thanks, Phil. Um, Cindy Madonna, grateful for you and Anne. Oh. Hannah Ray, super grateful for this chunk of time. Holly said, also, can you please film yourself trying to catch a virgin leaf? Dude, there's no leaves on the trees here right now. I can't catch anything off of it except for a bunch of snow. Um, <laughs> said, thank you. Richard Cooper said, watching you, bro. Judith Pollock just got here, so oh, keep going. Some people are just tuning in. So anyway, I don't want to keep you guys because I don't want to drag this out, but I'm telling you what, um, you know me, man, it's a lot harder to cry when I can see myself in front of myself crying. I would probably cry a lot less in front of, in front of you guys. Um, Mallory Bushy said, love hearing you talk and the hope you give, especially when work is very heavy right now. Made my day. Nice. You know, if, if you guys do have any kind of um, prayer requests, any kind of thing that you want us to take to heart, to apply our mind and heart toward, um, that we can make available to kind of like the More to Life group, that would be fantastic. Um, you can comment and send those our way. We will take those to heart and seriously. Um, Again, I know that this can be a really heavy time for a lot of people and a hard time. And I really want to make sure that we don't diminish that in any kind of way or overlook that. But again, this is going to be a space to try and lighten your day, right? A time, hopefully, where you can be encouraged and challenged and nudged to move forward and tackle tomorrow. So thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, means the world to me to be able to offer this to you guys and to have you here. Um, we'll hopefully see you next Tuesday. There's going to be a little bit more format, a little bit more content next Tuesday. Um, but I just wanted to let you know what this space will be. And thank you guys so much. We wish you all the best. All the best. All right? We'll see you next time.